Hi. Um, we've been working our way through the gastrointestinal tract and we've reached the end. So in around five minutes or less, I'm going to try and talk about the anatomy of the last part, the anal canal, the most interesting part, maybe because of uh, the mechanisms involved in fecal continence. It's very anatomical. Right. Start my timer. What are we talking about? Well, um, so as the feces have been passing through the large intestine, water has been absorbed and compacting the feces. And the last part of the large space is the rectum, this last straight tube. And it's a collecting space for the feces until it's convenient to avoid them, right? Um, there are stretch receptors in there to give information about fullness and that sort of thing. But from the rectum, between that and the outside world lies the anal canal, a narrowing of the gastrointestinal tract. Um, and here we have four mechanisms of fetal co fecal continence. Um, and this is really important because not only does it need to be feces tight, as in keep the feces in and water tight, but it also needs to be gas tight. So we have a number of things. Right, okay. First, number one, the internal anal sphincter is a continuation of the smooth muscle of the gastrointestinal tract. Um, so being smooth muscle, it has autonomic innervation. That is, the sympathetic nerves contract the internal anal sphincter and keep it closed. And that must relax for defecation to occur. So that's the internal anal sphincter, number one. The external anal sphincter is another sphincter and it is made of skeletal muscle. It's attached to the skin. So it's under voluntary control. This is the bit that you can think about and squeeze and contract to keep everything in when you really need to keep everything in. It is innervated by the pudendal nerve, the inferior anal nerve branch of the pudendal nerve. And the external anal sphincter runs from the anocoxygeal ligament posteriorly, so that's next to the coxygeal bones, and it goes around the anal canal to the perineal body in the perineum. Uh, and again, the external anal sphincter must relax for defecation to occur. That's two. Number three, puborectalis. Puborectalis is one of the pelvic floor muscles. So the pelvic floor is like a hammock of muscle supporting the pelvic viscera, supporting the abdomino-pelvic cavity as a whole, right? So it's it's um, inferior to the pelvic viscera. The medial most part of the pelvic floor is the puborectalis muscle and it runs as a sling. Puborectalis describes how it runs. It runs from the pubis bone anteriorly, it runs posteriorly around the anal canal, so the rectalis bit, bottom bit of the anal canal, uh, bottom bit of the rectum, and then back anteriorly to the pubis. So it runs as a sling from the pubis bone back to the anal canal and anteriorly again to the pubis. So when it contracts, it pulls the anal canal anteriorly and puts a kink in it. You know, like kink in a hose pipe, right? It stops the water going through. So the puborectalis muscle is the third one and also must relax for defecation to occur. Number four, inside the anal canal, we see blood vessels in the walls of the anal canal. So, you know, a blood vessel is, um, it's got some pressure inside there because it's got blood in there, but these are compressible tubes. 
So when the anal canal is closed, these cushions are pushed against one another. So they deform when they push against one another, which makes a much better seal than just trying to close up a tube. Um, so the vascular anal cushions help make an airtight seal. So that's it. Those are the four mechanisms of fecal continence. The internal anal sphincter, which is autonomic, the external anal sphincter, which is under voluntary control, the puborectalis muscle, which is also under voluntary control, and the vascular anal cushions inside. So all of those things have got to work together to be sure of fecal continence. So if any one of them is damaged, um, then fecal continence might be affected. For example, if the puborectalis muscle is, is weak or stretched, as it often becomes with age or after childbirth, that can lead to faecal incontinence. The perineal body is where the external anal sphincter attaches. It's a really important function, a really important structure. It's a really important anchoring point for many structures in the perineum. So if the perineal body is damaged, that will affect external anal sphincter function and can affect faecal continence. Nerve damage to those sphincters that we've talked about can affect sphincter function. And damage to the mucosa inside the anal canal you know, scarring, fibrous tissue forming can affect the function of those vascular anal cushions and affect fecal incontinence. Oh, how's that for timing? That's it. Um, that's the relevant anatomy of the anal canal, the last part of the gastrointestinal tract, and the mechanisms of fecal continence. <laughs>